Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning. I am Rose. I am one of the leaders here, and I get to speak this morning. So, hopefully you are excited, <laughs> too. <laughs> You don't get to hear from me very much. So, hey, um, a few weeks ago um, during the fast, Clint and I were doing the Daniel fast, and we were low on fruits and veggies. And um, so I was working here at the church, and then we had prayer, prayer night uh, on a Tuesday night. And so in between, I was like, oh, I'm going to run to the store, get a few more fruits and veggies, and, um, and then come back in time for prayer time. And so, <clears throat> ran to Meyer, picked up some stuff. They didn't have everything that I wanted, so I went to Aldi, picked up some stuff. I was at Aldi. I had like three or four things in my hands. And I was in a hurry, trying to get back here, and go up to the checkout line, and the line is long, and every single cart is full. I'm like, you know, those times you're like, oh, do I really need it? Do I, you know, and you, like, question whether you need it or not. And so I'm, like, I hesitated and looked at all the carts, and the lady in the back of the line says, you can go ahead of me. It's fine. And the lady in front of her says, you can go ahead of me. And then the guy in the front of the line says, go ahead of me. You're fine. And so before I know it, I'm in the front of the line. (laughs) Never in my life has that happened. (laughs) And um, I walked away from there feeling so blessed. (laughs) And I was able to get back here in time. And I was like, you know what? They just gave me the gift of time. Like, huge. Instead of waiting behind that last person with all these full carts and not getting back here in time, I was like, they gave me the gift of time and the ability to have the fruits and vegetables that I really wanted and that I actually needed. Um, It was a gift. $100 would not have been helpful to me at that time. I needed the time given back to me. And today we're going to be talking about gifts We are in a series talking about the love languages of God, and today we're going to be talking about the love language, receiving gifts. And I just talked about the gifts of time, but today we're going to be talking about, like, tangible gifts that are given to us. So who has the love language of receiving gifts? Three people. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm just going to put this out there. It is my lowest. Number five. (laughs) Yeah. So when Clint asked me to speak on this topic, I'm like, not sure that that's a good one for me. (laughs) But then again, it's one for me to work on, right? Yeah, 
So for those of you that did not raise your hand, this is probably a good one for you. So we can work on it together, okay? So the um, definition of receiving gifts according to Gary Chapman in his book called The Love Languages of God is gifts are visible symbols of love. A gift is something you can hold in your hand and say, look, he was thinking of me. Or she remembered me. You must be thinking of someone to give them a gift. The gift itself is a symbol of that thought. It doesn't matter, matter whether it costs money. What is important is that you thought of him or her, and it is not the thought implanted only in the mind that counts, but the thought expressed is actually securing the gift and giving it as an expression of love. So many times we think of people, but we don't really do anything about it. You know, people with the gifts of receiving gifts actually do something about it. They actually make an effort in going and getting something for them. And when you receive, when you have the gift of, the love language of receiving gifts, it just speaks so much more than it would otherwise. So we've talked about the words of affirmation. We've talked about quality time. And each week we have brought up a couple people to interview. Today I have two really fun people. We have McCoy Hartman. He's one of our students. And Mia Albert. So come on up, guys. So, a few questions. Give an example of when someone spoke this love language to you really well. You have to go first. <laughs> um, so, I had a friend over one time, and he noticed that I really liked Rubik's Cubes. And around Christmas time, I think, he went, or he was, um, sorry, <laughs> he was at the store and he saw this really cool Rubik's Cube that he thought I would really like. So he bought it for me and gave it to me for Christmas, and it, uh, he really, I really liked it because of the thought and the um, value behind that gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So for me, um, am I on? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in 2010, before we had our son, MJ, um, we actually had had a miscarriage. And after that, a f- good friend had given us a blanket. It was like this. She's like, this is the softest blanket I could find. And I just thought you needed it just to have, like, peace and comfort around oh. you. Um, and so that was so meaningful. But then after every hard season I've been through, someone has given me a blanket. Oh, and it's wow. not even necessarily, like, that they knew about it, like, Chris Hartman, after my abdominal surgeries in 2020, gave me the, this really soft blanket. So blankets have just kind of been a reoccurring gift that you I've got gotten. Lots, you have lots of blankets. I have tons of blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> our daughter, Anna, her, this is her first lang- love language, too. And 
she like gets over the top excited about gifts. It's just, I, I don't understand it. She just like <laughs> gets so excited. We sent, they live in California. And so we sent Anna and Nate their Christmas stockings to them. And, and as a surprise, we included some canned venison because they love canned venison. And I told them the package is coming with your stockings and there's a little surprise in there for you. She sent us a video when she opened the box. She was crying. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> the stockings were nothing special. They were just stockings that we normally do. And yeah, she cried. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell us of a time when you felt unloved because of your love language of gifts. Yeah, so I had a different friend who was on vacation, and he brought me back this really cool keychain. I thought it was really cool, but then I found out that he also gave our other friend the exact same keychain. So, I mean, it, I still like the keychain, but it just kind of made it lose its... Like, it wasn't as special or meaningful. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so when we, 2018, we've been through a lot of tragedy. I probably should have prefaced that before this. But in 2018, um, we went through that flood that was here in Elkhart, and our house had to be gutted. We lived in a trailer. Um, and people were really generous to, like, give us gift cards. And there was one family from the church we were at at the time that gave us a gift card. It wasn't huge, but I knew what it meant for them to give it to us because they knew what their financial situation was. Uh -huh. So I reached out to her, and I thanked her, and I told her how much it meant. And she continued to basically tell me, like, what a hardship it was for her to be able to give that. And so it was like, for me, it meant so much because they gave out of what I knew, like, was a lot for them to give. But then to turn around and make sure that I knew, like, it was a big inconvenience for them kind of took away from that gift. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is one thing that people in our church can do to make you feel more loved by them? <laughs> we are all going shopping. <laughs> I kind of, you want me to, I can go. I kind of thought about this one. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Lots all of the soft blankets all of them <laughs> all of them I really like Starbucks by the way <laughs> coffee and blankets but I think the important thing to know like it doesn't have to cost a lot it really truly is like yeah. that thought you put into it like Melissa Larson knows I love popcorn when she went to Costco, she got me the giant bag of Skinny Pop. It was a dream come true because I know, like, she was thinking me in a yeah. task that, like, it was just an everyday task. So, like, if you're at the gas station and you're like, hey, I saw one of those new Reese cups with potato chips in it, hint, hint. Um, and I picked, it, I picked it up before I pumped gas and I said a prayer for you, even that would be meaningful. So I think uh -huh. sometimes it's not even like, oh, I got you this huge expensive thing. It's just, like, hey, like I was, I was thinking about you in the middle of my day and I grabbed this and I said a prayer for you. Yeah. 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 So like if you're going to get a gift for somebody, make sure that it's um, like 
you put a lot of thought behind it or it's mm. going to be like really special to them and not just like getting them a gift to get them something. Yeah, yeah. that's really good, McCoy. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. That was fun. <laughs> I hope that was helpful for you all, just to understand it a little bit more. Um, it was good for me. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about what does it look like, what does receiving gifts look like in our relationship with God? Because he is the ultimate gift giver. He is the best one at giving gifts. In Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For anyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you, then... Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Know how, mu how much more will your Father in heaven good give good gifts to those who ask him? Did you notice that he doesn't say everything that you ask for will be given to you? Not everything that we ask him for will be given to us. In verse 11, it says, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Good gifts. Not everything that we ask for is good. Just like a parent who has a child who asks for three candy bars every day, one day might be a good idea. <laughs> Maybe. But every wise parent knows that giving your child three candy bars a day that he asks for is not necessarily a good idea. That's not a good gift. And that parent will likely say, no. <laughs> Can we think of something else? Our Father in heaven knows what a good gift is. He knows what is good for us. And sometimes he will say no. But you know what? That no is a gift, too because he knows what is good for us. So not everything that we ask for is going to be given to us. But good things will be given to us. There's so much that the Lord wants to give to us. There's so much that he has given to us. He is the ultimate gift giver. I could spend hours I literally could spend hours <laughs> talking about the good gifts that the Lord has given and desires to give to us because it's never ending. He thinks of things that we don't think of, that we need. He gives us things that we don't know that we need. Today, today we're just going to touch just the tip, <laughs> just the tip of his gift giving to us. 
before we do that, I, wanna, I need to pray a little bit. So Holy Spirit, we need you this morning. Lord, I choose to step aside and let you move in and speak your truth this morning. We want to hear from you. So God, I pray that eyes and ears and hearts and minds would be open to what you have this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So going to your handout, ways that we can receive love from God through gifts is appreciating nature. Nature is all around us. Genesis 1, verses 29 and 30, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. He gave us nature for us to enjoy. He gave us the plants. He gave us the animals. He gave us the birds for us to enjoy. He gives us sunrises and sunsets. He gives us rain. He gives us snow. The snow is a gift, yes. It is a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. Spring flowers are a gift. The breath that we have every day is a gift. The air we breathe is a gift. The things that we take for granted, you guys, it's a gift. And God thought of every little thing in nature to give to us. He thought it all out. He was very strategic. I don't understand science. I'm not a science person. But all the molecules in the air, he, I mean, he put it all together, designed it, so we have breath, so we have fresh air. Another way we can see, receive love from God is accepting his peace. Peace is so good. John 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I really like the New Living Translation. I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The peace he gives us is a gift. In, the, in chapter 14 of John, verses 15 to 31, I'm not going to take time to read all that, but the Lord is taught, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And he's, he's telling them, when I ascend to heaven, when I go to heaven, the Holy Spirit will be here for you. He will be an advocate for you. He will be here to comfort you. He will be here to encourage you. He will be here to give you peace. The Holy Spirit is available to us. For John, then verses 16 and 17 of John 14, it says, And I will ask the Father, 
and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. The peace that the Holy Spirit brings is a gift. He promises that the Holy Spirit will be with us. So are you going through something right now? Are you going through a storm right now? You just need the peace. (laughs) You just need peace in it. It's available to us. There is possible to have peace in the middle of a storm. It really is. The peace in knowing that God's got it. He's going to take care of it. There's a peace that comes in that. So do you want it? you got to go after it. you got to ask for it. And the third one is we can also receive love from God by accepting his love for us. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2 Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Jesus literally gave up his life for us. God gave up his only son to die for us. Imagine having an only child and being willing to sacrifice that child for someone else. That is an intense kind of love. The word gift comes from the Greek word charis, which means unmerited favor or undeserved favor. We did not deserve (laughs) to have Jesus die for us. We don't deserve all the gifts that are given to us. But because he loves us so, so, so much, he chooses to give them to us. So do you know that God loves you? Like, really, do you know that God loves you? He died for you. Ask him to show you his love on a daily basis. He can show love through a conversation, with a friend or a family member or a coworker, a conversation that's healing, a conversation that's encouraging. That's the Lord showing his love to you. It's something we take for granted. He loves us through nature. He can love us through a refreshing rain 
He can love us through sunshine, through a walk in the park, just being with us. Ask the Lord to show you his love to you. So those are a few ways we can receive love from God. Let's talk about a few ways we can show love to God. Because it's not all about receiving, right? It's also about giving, giving back. I'm just going to touch on the first one. We can show love to God by spending time with him. Clint talked about this one last week with quality time. The scripture is James 4, verse 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. I'm touching on this one because I want (laughs) to just remind you that spending time with God is a gift to him. And it's a very, very, very important one. It's an extremely important one in your relationship with him spending time with him. And what does that look like for you? To spend time with him. Because he promised that when we come near to him, he will come near to us. He didn't say, I might, maybe, if it's a good day, I'll come near to you. He said, he will come near to us. It's a promise. He's the one that comforts us. He's the one that keeps us safe. He's the one that loves on us. I wish I had like two hours. (laughs) There's so much. There's so much. Um, The second way we have to show love to God is giving financially. everybody's favorite topic. Malachi 3, verses 8 to 10. Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are you robbing me? How are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I'll let that sit a little bit. The first way we can give financially is to tithe. Tithing means giving to the local church. And tithing means 10%. How many of you know that it takes money to do pretty much everything in this world? (laughs) It takes money to go to the zoo. Sometimes it even takes money to go to the park. It takes money to eat. It takes money to do pretty much everything. It takes money to have clothes. For some people, it takes money to exercise. 
It also takes money to further the kingdom of God. Tithing is a hard one because it's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people. It's a hard one to wrap your brain around. <laughs> but is it worth it? Yeah. It's a sacrifice. It can be a big sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice that's worth it. So, so, so worth it. In verse 10, it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And then the Lord says, Test me in this, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. If you haven't tried tithing or you stopped tithing, I would encourage you, try it. Just try it. The Lord says, test me in this and see what he'll do. See if he won't bless you. Because the Lord's heart wants to bless us. That's his heart's desire, is to bless us. Clint and I tithe to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Even though we lead the church, we still tithe. Because that's what the Bible says to do. And as a result, he gives us what we need. Not always what we want. Because remember in Timothy, he said he gives us good things. He gives us good gifts. He doesn't always give us what we want, but he gives us what we need. Our cars keep running. We rarely have car issues. Our heat stays on. Our bills get paid. Are you putting yourself in a position to get blessed, to be blessed? Are you putting yourself in that position? The second way we can give financially is to give to the poor. Deuteronomy 15.10, he says, give generously to them. He's talking about the poor. And do so without a grudging heart. Then, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. He says, give to the poor generously. And do it without a grudging heart, because he wants to bless you. This next scripture that I'm going to read is pretty strong. <laughs> But I'm going to read it because I feel it's important. Proverbs 28, 27. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Proverbs 19, 17. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, 
and he will reward them for what they have done. I don't want curses. I want rewards. I want to be blessed. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 and 8. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Give with a cheerful heart and not reluctantly or just randomly. And he will bless you. Says he will bless you abundantly. It blesses God when we give to others. That's a gift to him. This is why we as a church, every every Sunday, we say that we give 10% to missions and outreach. This is why. We tithe personally, but we also tithe as a church. This is why we give 10%. And as a result, (laughs) the Lord has blessed us beyond we could ever ask or imagine. I can't even put words to it. He has blessed us in ways that we can't even express. So enjoy the gift of nature and peace and his love. Those are gifts to us. Let's enjoy his gifts and then give back to him with our time and our finances because he wants to bless us. He really, really wants to bless us because he loves us. And there's peace in that too. There's peace in it. Yeah, I'm going to invite... Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.